Hey, everybody. This is our midweek podcast. We are calling this LDL Letters. I think so. I might change it. This is our first one. Yeah, it's our very first one. I'm Mary. I'm Shelley. Yes. Okay. So today's LDL letter is, do we need to say Latter-day Lesbian at all? I don't know. Well, we just said it. Okay. Well, then yes. <laughs> uh, Latter-day Lesbian think- letter. We'd never done this before. <laughs> that would be true. This letter is from Matt, and we decided to do this midweek podcast because we are starting to run out of time in our regular Latter-day Lesbian Mm -hmm. podcast. I'm assuming you listen to that if you're listening to this one. What we're not running out of, though, is letters, our letters, whatever. We we get so many letters, and they are all fantastic, and we want to get them out there because they're so good. So we've decided to start a midweek podcast, which we, um, in which we... Read letters. Thank you. Discuss. <laughs> that, what that, you said. That, what you said. And mm-hmm. don't forget, if you would like to write us or leave us a voice memo, you can do so by going to latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. And all the ways you can get in touch with us are right there in one handy location. It's true. Okay, let me get to the letter, shall Does we? Does it say on there how to do the, leave the voicemail? Because that's super yep. convenient. It's okay, a, it's a link. You just okay. click on a link. Yep. Cool. Super easy. So this is from Matt. Hey, Mary and Shelley. So I had never heard of your podcast until I went to Salt Lake City Pride, and one of the guys in my group said his dad loved you guys. We're, we're big with the dads. The dads uh, cannot mm-hmm. get enough of the lesbians, I'm just saying. <laughs> the dads love Good job, dads. So we stopped and talked to you, and I love you. Aww. Periods after all those words. Matt, we love you. Oh, and then guys in exclamation point. Although we're not we're not guys. We're, I like being called we're, guys. We're ladies. People call me bros, dudes. I don't care. You like it? Yep. Okay. Anyway, he said, and I love you guys with exclamation point. I love it. You're so awesome to talk to for the few minutes that we had. So I started listening the next day and have already listened to all 29 episodes. So this was a couple weeks ago. Dude binged big time. Yeah, he did. I also have four friends slash coworkers that are in similar situations to me that I have shown your podcast, and they love you guys, too. Thank you for spreading the word, Matt. He's like an LDL missionary. I he love is. it. He mm-hmm. is. To give background on me, I grew up in Utah, and I remember realizing that I was attracted to guys when I was around 13 years old, but I was extremely scared to admit that because I'm the youngest of five kids, and everyone in my family was very Mormon. Indeed. Utah five kids. That's about right. Yeah, it sort of stands to reason. So I learned to lie. I literally changed mannerisms and phrases that I said so as not to be perceived as feminine or gay. And I felt insane guilt for not being as into the whole religion thing as everyone else. He felt different, in other words. He felt different, and he had to hide how he felt Mm -hmm. and had to behave not like he felt. Right. Just so that he could keep everyone around him comfortable. Yeah. Turn it off like a light switch. Yeah. Throughout all my teenage years, I never got along with my dad. We were constantly fighting. And since he was the stake president from when I was nine until I was 18, wow, I was resentful towards the church as well as towards him. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I developed depression and anxiety from it because I was hiding who I was and pretending to be part of something that I didn't actually believe. Wow. So, okay, this guy uh, used logic, right, to look at things in the church Mm -hmm. and realized he didn't fit in. Mm -hmm. 
And possibly some of the stuff they were talking about is kind of bullshit. Uh, I don't yeah. believe this. And doesn't apply to me because I do not fit into this group. Right. That's what I'm talking about. And yet. Use your head, people. Mm-hmm. But yet he had to lie and pretend right. because of family pressure. It family sucks. Pressure. It sucks. And that is a real Sorry, thing. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. I know. Somehow I still ended up going on a mission to Argentina, which I don't regret, even though it was definitely not the best two years. And attended BYU after that. Wow, he was all in. Mm -hmm. Even though he didn't want to be. Right. Oof. I started coming out to trusted friends a year before I graduated, and luckily I never had a run-in with the honor code office. That should be a really fun time. God. <laughs> we should honor start code sucks. We should start collecting BYU honor code stories. Oh wow. Start sending them in, guys. <laughs> I want to read those. Seriously. Yep. About six months before graduation, I stopped going to church because I knew I was gay, and it hurt to hear lessons about how only straight couples can be happy forever. Yeah, that's got to suck. That's got to hurt bad. Yeah, and who are they to tell who can be happy and who cannot be happy? Well, Dallin A. Jokes tells it. Mm, Asshat. Not a fan. After leaving, I started to realize how toxic the church was, so I tried to basically block it out of my life as much as possible, but the damage had been done. Your podcast has shown me that I have scars that I don't know will ever heal. Oh, sweetie. I know. I have to pause it sometimes and calm down because I get triggered by things that I didn't even realize would trigger me. I get it. Wow. Yeah. Blocking that shit. Yep. So I just want to thank you for helping me realize that I'm not alone in feeling this way, and your podcast has been invaluable in helping me and my friends see just how terrible the church is. A wolf in sheep's clothing, if you will. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely be anxiously awaiting a new episode each week, now too, (laughs) and we'll be donating to help you guys out since I love this podcast so much. Thank you, Matt. Matt is one of our patrons. Oh, Matt. Thank you. That's fantastic. Love you guys, Matt H. P.S. Thanks for explaining who Sam Young is. I was still Mormon at the time that all went down, and I didn't really hear much about it. I loved the podcast episode about him, and I love what he's doing. I will be there to support him in Utah in October, and if you guys are there, I will definitely be saying hi to you. Awesome. Matt. That was really great. I love... I know I've said this a billion times. I love getting these letters. I love feeling like I finally have a purpose. I love that my purpose now is no longer following this path that's been ground into cement mm-hmm. for me by the Mormon church. Yeah, My path is now of my choosing, and I choose to, with my girlfriend, help other people who have been scarred by Mormonism and, and any religion, really, yeah. help them to feel like they're not alone and that there is a way out and that there is such a big, fun, beautiful world. And they belong in it. it. And they belong in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. They yeah. belong in it. Yeah. Everyone who's listening, you belong in this world in spite sometimes of what your church tells you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to listen to them. No. You can listen to another point of view. Like ours. Like ours. <laughs> and feel loved and accepted. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So, Matt, thank you so much for writing in. This is a really safe space, and we love you. So we have one more letter to read, Shelley, but mm-hmm. let's take a short break, and then we'll be right Ooh, back to good read Good idea. That. Okay. All right. And we're back. This letter is from Jesse. Now, Jesse is from... Is this Houston Jesse? Houston Jesse. Oh, I love Houston Jesse. Yep. She came up to the D.C. area, and we mm-hmm. were able to meet her out. And she's so fun. Yeah. We had a really great time with her. Sure did. She wrote us a note when she got home back to Houston. So I want to read it. 
Hi, Mary and Shelley. It was such a delight to meet you both in real life and get to know you and your lovely friends. Back at you, Jesse. You felt like instant family, like there were so many shortcuts in our conversations based on such similar past experiences. As you know, I've never been a Mormon, but I grew up in an extreme and dogmatic faith system similar to what Mary's upbringing included. I spent my youth and young adult years in a toxic and damaging faith system that left lasting scars. I had so much shame and internalized homophobia that I didn't come out until I was about 35, which was 18 months ago. Like Mary's mother, all of my family, sisters, parents, cousins, etc., are still part of that faith system, and so coming out to them has been difficult and often painful. When Shelley talks about being triggered or when Mary talks about spiritual shaming, I feel so connected to you. I had an experience that I wanted to share with you that I hope makes you feel connected and understood and that you are not alone. And I think that is meant for all of our listeners. Absolutely. In the Uber ride from the airport, I was so glad to be heading home. I got into that car and felt relief to see the familiar sights of my city. And this was her trip coming back from D.C. Mm -hmm. Correct. The driver was listening to a very passionate preacher talking through his interpretation of some Bible verses and revelations. Okay, that's such a goofy book of the Bible, by the way. <laughs> yeah, good luck interpreting that mm-hmm, shit. For sure. When I first heard him, I thought I was it was almost quaint. Hooray, I'm back home in the Bible Belt. It is, Texas. Mm-hmm. When the preacher got a little more stern, talking about how the wicked will suffer, I did a mental exercise to make myself react amused instead of offended. I pictured the preacher on the radio as John Goodman's hypocritical Bible salesman character from the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And this made me smile. It took me a few minutes to realize that the preacher was more devious even than John Goodman's character. He elaborated on how the wicked will one day suffer and the righteous would be rewarded for their loyalty to the narrow and unpopular path he was proclaiming. Most religious radio, he asserted, was false truth, soft messages about love and peace, instead of the difficult path he described. He gave an example that is popular theory these days, that children are born as blank slates to be loved and grown into good people. In his words, this was Satan leading us astray. Wait, so just raising children to be good people just isn't enough. That's what Satan wants you to do. That's kind of a Mormon thing, too. It's like, it's not enough to be a good person. You no. have to also do all of these ordinances and pay your tithing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. Jesse's letter. Go ahead. Children are born sinners, he said, evil and wicked. As parents, we have two jobs, to teach our children about the law of God and to physically punish them when they disobey that law. Jesus. This is what I grew up with. This felt so old and familiar to me that it almost sounded true. Mm. I'm sorry, Jesse. I was so triggered by this cruel and hateful speech that when I arrived home, I opened the door to my home and fell into my fiancé Shannon's arms nearly in tears. There is still some small part of me that believes, still, that I am wicked, that I am weak, that if I were stronger, I would have stayed on the righteous path. I would have stayed married to a man and denied this part of myself. Most days, I can overcome this toxic training with evidence of my reality. I am a loving person. Shannon and I love each other and our children. I live my life in integrity. I live my authentic, true self, and I strive to make the lives of those around me better. But when I'm tired or ill or weakened in some way, I go back to the training that formed me. 
and I'm vulnerable to the idea that the, quote, asshole God that you've sometimes described in your podcast is disappointed in me and that he hates me. Oof. Yeah. For as long as I'll live, I will spend the rest of my days being grateful for and cherishing my dearest beloved, Shannon. I'm so thankful that we share the experiences of being damaged by church so that she can immediately get my triggers and remind me of the truth. This morning, we were chatting over text message, and I was struggling with feeling unworthy and that God hates me and wants me to be unhappy. Her response was so beautiful that I wanted to share all of this with you. Shannon said, Darling, if God exists, she wants you to be exactly who she created you to be. And after so much hard work, that's exactly who you are. The only way she wouldn't be happy with you is if you were trying to deny the beauty of who and what she created in you. This is real, who you are, who we are together. If there is such a thing of proof of the divine, then our love is it. I do believe that love heals so much hate. I found a love that heals me, and I'm delighted that the two of you have found each other. Me too. Me too, baby. I'm so happy you started this podcast that brings people together and shares difficult experiences so we can connect and heal. I hope everyone who listens to you understands that they are not alone, that they are loved, and that we are all part of a larger family. Sending you hugs and love from Texas, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. I love that, Jesse. You know, oh, it's, yeah. I mean, there's so many good things in that letter. It's um, fantastic. When we met Jesse and hung out with her for a while, she comes across as very confident, very strong, very sure of herself. You wouldn't know that you this wouldn't was a struggle know, Yeah, sometimes. you wouldn't know that she still hits that part in her path where she's going, oh my gosh, what if I'm wrong? I should yeah. have stayed in the church. I should have, should have, should have. Mm-hmm. So I learned from this many things. One of them is you just don't know. The person you're talking to who might be sounding so sure of themselves, they might inside be thinking, I'm, I'm, I might have messed up. Because yeah. you, when you're raised, these things really stick with you. When you're raised in a cult, they stay in you. And you can be on the surface so confident in your new path, but there's still those times where you're like, oh my gosh, did I screw this whole thing up? Yeah. You know, what if I'm wrong now? Yeah. What if this reality that I believe feels right is actually wrong? And the thing that makes me feel so shitty and damaged and horrible about myself, what if that's the right thing? Yeah. What if I have it wrong? Yeah. So I would say patience, patience for everyone, patience for people who who seem so confident and then maybe kind of struggle and are a little wishy-washy. You know, patience and love and helping to lift each other because we are all still just trying to figure out this life. Thankfully, most of us um, who are speaking right now and who are listening have made their way out of the cult, but it's not its not all sunshine and rainbows on the other side. No, well, you have some bad days. Definitely rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For a lot of us, yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah you're going to have some good days and some bad days. And that's okay. Yep. All of us who have undergone some sort of religious oppression and control and feeling like we didn't measure up, mm-hmm. we weren't good enough for God, who, and we were just disappointing Him. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have bad days yeah. where we feel sort of shitty and worthless and like, oh, we're fucking it up. We're fucking it up. And when but, you have that day, write us a letter. Write us a letter. <laughs> write us a letter. We'll talk it through. Yeah. I love it. I love to share. The more you share the things you're struggling with, the more other people who are struggling and think they're alone, they're like, oh, yeah, I, wow, I'm not alone in this. Other people are feeling this too. We can, together, we can work through this mess. Yep. Absolutely. We are here for you. 
our listeners are here for you. We're all rallying together. We understand. We go through this stuff periodically, and we share stories and commonalities because mm-hmm. we're all all in this together, everybody. I think we're this tight-knit group of people that have never met, a lot of mm-hmm. us who have never met, but share this commonality of being raised in a cult, whatever that cult is, and then coming out as our true selves. And that is hard, and it's good. And you have support. You sure do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's going to conclude our first one of these letter reading Yeah, episodes. we'll come up with a name for it eventually. <laughs> I don't know. LDL letters. Do we like that? I don't know. LDL letters, midweek messages. I don't know. Hmm. Midweek message? Like I don't that. know. I don't know. We'll come up with something. All right. Maybe you tell us what you like. Oh, good idea. Good yeah. idea. Okay. Start sending them in and we will pick. Yeah, we'll vote on our favorites or something. Yeah, but it's going to be um, one or two letters probably on a Wednesday. So there you go. Look for that. Mm -hmm. And thanks, everybody. We will talk to you again real soon. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.